There's revival happening on this earth. There are churches that are advancing on this church, on, on, on this on this earth. Churches are being planted, they're growing. Uh, um, the gospel is getting to places that it's never been before. There, there, there is great things that are happening. But it's very easy to not notice those things because you're so caught up in reading the news all the time and everything that's bad. But take a moment to realize there are great things happening in the world right now. I know there's bad things too, but there's a lot of great things that are going on. And there, there's a lot of reason to feel encouraged, to know that God is not finished with his church on this earth. That we still have a responsibility. And the devil does not have the right to trample all over us. Because so long as the church is still here, he's under, he's under our feet. He doesn't have dominion over us. Through Christ, we have dominion over him. You know, I'm the kind of person, I'm guided by the word. I don't allow outside circumstances to, to dictate my faith. You know, and that doesn't mean that you deny that there's a mountain there. It means that you speak to that mountain and you command it to be cast into the sea. That's how you look at things. Because if all you do is, is just get upset over everything, then you're not going to get very far. You have to understand your authority as a Christian, as a child of God. And what does the Bible say in the Psalms? I, I'm young and now I'm old and I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. And that's all you need to know about this. And, you know, and you need to remember that there will be a time. There will be a time where, where the devil is going to have free reign during the great tribulation. But we're not going to be here to see that. We're not going to be here to see that. We're not going to be around for that. You know, and, and, and Christians, a lot of them need to get their, <laughs> their head on straight and start understanding, you know, what's going on here. You know, the, when the Bible says, uh, whatsoever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. You know, people don't even know how to apply that. They're just like, oh, you know... This is really bad what's happening, you know, this passport thing, it's really bad. Okay, then you bind that thing, you forbid that thing, and God will back you. So that's why I don't, I don't worry about stuff. It, it, and and I, don't, I don't let it um, um, consume me. Let, me. let me read a scripture. Proverbs 29 verse 2 says, When the godly are in authority... The people rejoice. But when the wicked are in power, they groan. Verse 4. By justice, a king gives a country stability. But one who is greedy for bribes tears it down. <laughs> Boy, that could have been... That could be literally describing our country right now. Because men's hearts have not changed. They were wicked then... And they're wicked now. <laughs> but you know, we don't, we don't stop there. 
because we could stop there and say, oh yeah, you know, that sounds like our, you know, our leaders, they're greedy for bribes and they get a lot. Look at what, what Isaiah uh, chapter 50 verse two says. Was my arm too short to ransom you? Do I lack the strength to rescue you? By a mere rebuke, I dry up the sea. I turn rivers into a desert. Their fish rot for lack of water and die of thirst. You know, that's, that's the God we serve. You know, I, I think that if, if, if you're a Christian and, and you speak things um, like, oh, you know, this is just really bad and, and, and I don't know what we're going to do and what are they going to do with us. I think you have to reread some of these verses and remember the God that you serve. Is his arm too short? Can he not rescue us? You know, the scripture is clear that those who, who are obedient, you know, the Lord will rescue them. He never forsakes his righteous. So there's, there's never a good reason or any reason uh, uh, to be worried or afraid about the things that are happening. Look at Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17. Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Not even this. Not even vaccine passports. Nothing is too hard for you. You show love to thousands. I'm glad, Vince. Good to see you. You show love to thousands, but bring the punishment for the father's sins into the laps of their children after them. O great and powerful God, whose name is the Lord Almighty, great are your purposes and mighty are your deeds. Your eyes are open to all the ways of men, you reward everyone according to his conducts and as his deeds deserve. You perform miraculous signs and wonders in Egypt and have continued them to this day, both in Israel and among all mankind, and have gained the renown that is still yours. You brought your people Israel out of Egypt with signs and wonders, with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. And, you know, I, I love that when I think about also that verse in, in Isaiah, when it's when God asked, is my arm too short? And then what does it say here? With your outstretched arm, with your great power and your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for him. That's right, Jay. You know, actually, I'm glad you said that. You know, people that are led by the Spirit, they understand these things that are happening, like Bruno mentioned. You know, how sometimes he's like, wow, you know, believers don't even see it. Most likely they're, they're, they're just refusing to see it. You know, he, he, here's one thing you have to understand about people. People, uh, they have a hard time, um, uh, you know, if, if, they, if they believe in something very strongly. They have a hard time believing that everything that they thought isn't true. So if you're a person that has believed your whole life, you know, the doctors are, are there to help us. You know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't lead us astray. You know, the government, you know, they're, they're, they, they do things to help us. Um, 
you know, there's good people in government, you know, um, and I'm sure there are. Of course, the ones in charge right now, I'm not so sure. Because anything that is happening, that is advancing the spirit of the Antichrist, you have to get your feelers up. You, you can't be a person that, that looks at, at the stuff that's happening and says, oh, well, you know, we just gotta just wait out this storm and then, you know, it'll be over. Just do what they say and, and you know, then things will go back to normal. They don't want things to go back to normal. Because normal is not what their agenda is. They have a specific agenda of, of what's, what this world is supposed to become. And they're, they're going to keep pushing until they get it. Now we know they can't fully do it because we're not in that time yet. But, but they're certainly going to do the, 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 the blueprint for it and the framework for it. So those who are led by the Spirit understand, hey, I, you know, these things, this doesn't sit right. You know, I have, a, you know, I could tell there, I, when I read in the scripture, I could see these same things happening. Well, yeah, normal. I don't even, I mean, you, you know what I, you know, what, one thing I realized I was watching a, a show yesterday because I like to watch um, cooking competitions. I don't know why I don't even like to cook, but I like to watch cooking competitions. And, um, you know, they had like the judges at the table, but they're sitting like super far apart, right? Um, cause this was filmed in 2021. So it's like, normally the judges would be all like sitting together at a table, but they like changed the table. So they're like lots of space in between, um, the judges. And it's like <laughs> everything now, everything is a reminder there's a virus going around, stay away from people, right? Um, um, all the, all the, the, the hygiene theater, right? Putting a mask on everywhere. Just so that you could never possibly forget what's going on. That even if, if you know, everything around you seems fine, all you would have to do would be switch on the TV or, or whatever. And then you'll get that reminder. All the commercials, all the advertisements, the size of the bus, although Sides of the bus are looking a lot better these days. <laughs> um, but you know, the billboards, everything is, is pointing you into that direction. That's where your tax dollars are going, by the way. Your tax dollars, you know, you know what should make you really mad? You, that your tax dollars are going towards passports that are keeping you out of stuff. Yeah. True story. That should make you very, very mad. And it should reflect in how you vote. But anyways, we're not talking about the election. Um, so let's, let's be people that remember, first of all, who our God is and what he has done and one he will continue to do because he doesn't change. Like the book of Numbers says, I, you know, the Lord, he, he's not a man that he should lie. Or the son of man that would change his mind. He He's the same. It says in, in, in Hebrews about Jesus. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. 
Okay, I'm going to read you a story from the book of Joshua because, you know, I, I, I think it's important that we remember that we serve a God who rescues his people. He always has. He always fulfilled his promises and he rescued and delivered his people. And so I understand that just by looking at what's going on, it feels like Things are getting worse. But I, I don't think that's the case. I think, I know that God, God is, is, is at work. Um, and if we do what we're supposed to do as the church, as children of God, then we're going to see things change. What are those things that we do? We pray, which is what we've been doing, but we keep praying. You know, like I said, we, we understand our authority on this earth. You know, and don't, don't be one of those people that looks at what's going on and says, oh, well, you know, it, it's just, it's not, eh, whatever, you know, like just, just lost, just completely no, no awareness, no understanding, no nothing. You know, and like I said, I, I, I speak strongly against against these laws that are unlawful because when something is not lawful i can't be in agreement with it so you want you want me to listen to romans 13 okay then the government should be upholding their own law they're breaking all their laws they're just making up new ones just just because they feel like it you know just because there's a there's an emergency of course not even in montreal they lifted the state of emergency so i don't know Anyways, let's read Joshua chapter 11, starting at verse 1. Because I, I love this story. Actually, the book of Joshua, if you want like a really encouraging book with a lot of like victory, the book of Joshua is a great book. And you know that that's not by accident. Because do you remember Joshua? You remember what he did? When the spies went out to, to, to look at the land, the promised land, there's only two, two of them that said, we could do this. We could take them. Joshua and Caleb. And Joshua gets a great book of victory and conquest. That's not by accident. Melissa, how dare you? Just kidding. <laughs> um, better late than never, I guess. Um, no, you're the best. Um, you know, that's, that's not by accident because Joshua was one of just two people who said, yep, okay, I, I see what's happening in the land, but they're like grasshoppers to us. And what did the rest of the people want to do? They wanted to get rid of Joshua and Caleb. Of course. What a shock. Even back then, get rid of the people. We don't like what they're saying. If we don't like what somebody's saying, get rid of them. That, that, that's how it goes. That's, that's, the, that's the pattern. You don't, like it, you don't like someone? Get rid of them. Quiet them. Censor them. That's right. Caleb, Caleb, well, it was said of Caleb, he has a different spirit. That's how I want to be remembered. Of somebody with a different spirit. That I don't just go along with, with, you know, the, the, whatever, the status quo. 
We should all be people like that. Who say, yeah, I see this. I see this. But it's nothing for us. We could take it. because Why? Because we have God who's great in power. With his great power and his outstretched arm. When God asks the question, do, don't, do I not have the strength to rescue you? Don't be one of those people who are just defeated over everything. You know, that's why I was trying to point out the positives about what's going on. Because what so many people tend to do is, oh, did you see that? Did you see what they said? Oh, I can't go to a restaurant. I can't do this. I can't do that. What? Do, oh, it's so terrible. Okay, no, how about you do something about it? Instead of just, just sitting down and, and being upset, do something about it. You know? Because I'm telling you, if, if the church stands up and takes its place, this kind of stuff is going to be rolled back. Because like I said, God always rescues his people. He doesn't leave them. He doesn't leave them without help. Oh, that's a tough one. Vaccine passport, that's rough. Well, good luck with that. No, that's not how God operates. But don't be a person don't be the 10 out of the 12 spies. Oh, they're giants. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, forget it. We're not going to make it. We came all the way here. For what? Look at these. The, the, we, we don't stand a chance against them. Don't be the 10. Be the two that says there were like grasshoppers in our eyes. If we go forward, we can take the land. Have that attitude. Be a Joshua. Be a Caleb. Be that person that understands I serve a God that's so strong and so mighty that no, no, no laws or rules or, or, or mandates could stop us. This isn't, this is, this is the time of the church. I was watching a really great, great broadcast today from evangelist Jonathan and he was he was talking about how you know that the, the we're in the age of the church that this is not the time of the tribulation this is the time of the church and so there's no way that that we can just allow for things that are going to restrict us trying to bring out the gospel like like that you can't get on a plane you cannot accept that you can't accept that you have to fight it you fight it with prayer you speak to that situation. You vote a certain way. You do everything that you can. Because the worst thing that you could do is be like, oh, did you hear? You know, I, oh man, everything's always... Uh, you know, what are we going to do? Oh... This is just awful. Okay. Yeah, it's awful. Do something about it. I hate... Oh, man. I can't handle defeated talk. You want to know why I can't handle it? Because I, I used to be that way. Everything was negative. Do you... Listen to this. Listen to this. A few years ago, I had... Um, I used to be a music teacher. And um, a lot of times... I, I would, I would, because I, I was a youth pastor, and so I think it was just kind of like instinct that when I would get like kids, um, 
I think the vaccine passport, it's not the mark of the beast because it's it's not the tribulation yet. The Antichrist isn't in power, but it is certainly the framework for it. So it, it is it is it's like being set up and like systems are basically being established that when the mark of the beast does come, it, it's going to be like um, it's not even going to feel weird, basically. Uh, you know, so this is this is kind of like the just the setup for it. Um, so I, I, I was teaching music lessons to these, these, uh, these youth aged kids and like, you know, we, we like to chat probably, probably chatted more than we, we worked on music, but you know, um, and I remember I, 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 I we, we, we did this thing and I, I wanted to like, uh, uh, go around and be like, you know, what, what do you think is like your biggest strength? Um, because you know, we always talk about our weaknesses. So what's your biggest strength? And so we did that. And I said to them, you know, what do you think is my biggest weakness? I asked them that to tell me. And you know what they said? They said, my biggest weakness is that I'm too negative. And I didn't, I didn't like that, but they were right. They were right. I was too negative. And these are people that, you know, these are like teenagers, you know, and they saw that, that I was just every, I always slanted towards the negative. You know, but when the spirit, you know, changed me, I went from negative to positive, you know, and that's why I can't help but gravitate towards the positive thing. Um, so now when, when people talk defeated, I can't deal with it. I get like, you know, Sheba, that's a great point. Sheba, that is a really great point. She said, another indicator it's not the mark is that the, it's a vaccine in the arm as opposed to the forehead or, or the, uh, well, it says on your right hand or on your forehead. So that's interesting. Good one. I like that. You know, so now I can't, I, I get very irritated because I'm like, well, wait a minute. I, I always think of the, of the 12 spies. Are you the ones who are, 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 are like giving up before you even start? Or are the ones that say, you know what? With God on our side, we can take that land. This is the land that was promised to us. We can take it. They're not too, they're not too big for us. They're not too tough for us. My Uncle Dave is very wise. You know, it's not, it's not too difficult. But like, what, what did I just read? Nothing, our Lord God, nothing is too difficult for you. Oh, I got to read the story in Joshua or my time's going to run out. So let's, let's read it. Joshua chapter 11, verse one. When Jabin, king of Hazor heard of this, he sent word to Jobab, king of Madden, to the kings of Shimron and Akshaph. That is a tough one. Um, and to the northern kings who were in the kingdoms, in the mountains, in the Arabah south of Kinnereth, in the western foothills, in Naphoth door. Boy. Let's, uh, let's skip down to verse 4. <laughs> they came out with all their troops. And a large number of horses and chariots. A huge army. As numerous as the sand on the seashore. All these kings joined forces. And made camp together at the waters of Meron. To fight against Israel. The Lord said to Joshua. Do not be afraid of them. Because by this time tomorrow, I will hand all of them over to Israel, slain. 
You are to hamstring their horses and burn their chariots. So Joshua and his whole army came against them suddenly at the waters of Mermon and attacked them. And the Lord gave them into the hand of Israel. They defeated them and pursued them all the way to greater Sidon until there were no survivors left. <laughs> I love, honestly, there's so many great stories in Joshua, but I love that one specifically because of what God says to Joshua. Do not be afraid of them because by this time tomorrow, I will hand all of them over to Israel slain. They're all good. It's all good, Bruno and Joshua. It's one of my favorite books. And my nephew's name is Joshua. Good name. Strong name. You know, God, God said something to, to Joshua. Was there no armies? No, there was armies coming against them. A lot of them. So many that I couldn't pronounce all their names. There was a lot. Oh, your son too? Awesome. Great name. It said all of these kings joined forces. So all of these tons of armies came together to fight against Israel. And what did God say to Joshua? Don't be afraid. Could you imagine what, what, what you know, maybe deep down what he was thinking? Like, ay, ay, ay. The, there's like a lot of armies, man. I don't know. But what does God say? Don't be afraid. By this time tomorrow, I will deliver them into your hand. You know, that's the kind of attitude that we need to have towards these situations that come against us. You know, we're not denying that they're happening. It's, it, it's happening two days from now. Passport thing. Okay, let them try. It's not gonna, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Well, Bruno, here, here's the thing you have to understand. People say a lot of things when it doesn't immediately affect them. And so if you're a Christian that doesn't actually believe the Bible and feels that, uh, you know, it's church from home is the same. We could do it. Okay. It's easy for them to say, uh, yeah, you should obey the government. But if something actually happens that affects their life, suddenly they're going to be looking at things a little bit differently. So, you know, that's why you got to stand now. You can't wait until it gets so bad that, 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 that we end up like uh, North Korea or something like that. You can't wait for that time to come. We've already waited too long, you know, and that, that is a, that's a, a foolish thing for, for anybody in the body of Christ to do. To, 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 to let things continue to get far. That's why I, I, I say no. We got to put a stop to it. You know. That we do everything we can. Because you, you think that the government. Oh man. People are so like. Do you think that the vaccine passport is the last thing? That they're going to be like. Oh okay. Did the passport. We'll stop now. Back to normal. Like you, you got to be like. I don't know, some screws loose or something that you think that this is now it. Everything else wasn't it. Nothing else worked, but now this is it. This is the end, the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. 
You you <laughs> you have to take a stand for what's right, no matter what. Because if you don't, and and then you're and then you're gonna be like, oh, you know, those then those same people are gonna be like, oh, what are we gonna do? Well, I tried to warn you, but you know, I posted this on my Instagram a couple days ago. I said, don't something. I said, don't waste your time trying to convince people who refuse to see it because there's a lot of people that are just they're willfully closing their eyes to it they're like mm, you know you're you're a conspiracy theorist you're this you're that don't waste your time instead encourage the people who get it and say hey you know what you're not alone we're we're we're, we're with you you know, you're not, It's because I, I, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that m maybe their family is, is, is like against them, their coworkers are all against them, and it's easy for them to feel like they're alone, they're on an island, and then they'll probably end up caving because they have like no support. No, you find those people and you say, hey, you're not alone. I see things the same way that you do. We're, we're going to, you know, God's on our side. He's not going to abandon us. You know, like that psalm that, that I was reading last week. That, you know, he won't abandon us. But God, God doesn't forsake his children. <laughs> That's right, Angie. Or their dentist. <laughs> Man. Because you're going to get a lot of that. You're going to get a lot of people that it, it's going to make you feel like you're the only one. Who sees it? But I can guarantee you that you're not. Because the news isn't going to let you know that. They don't want you to know that there are tons of people on your side. They don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know, hey, there are others that think like you. There are others that are against this too. It's not just you. It's a lot of people. They don't want you to know that. Because it's just going to empower more people to stand up. And they don't want that. They don't want, they want everyone to just comply and be obedient little people. They don't want people who are bold. They don't want people who are saying, wait a minute, this isn't right. This is against the law. You can't do this. We're going to fight you tooth and nail. That's why they shut out the one opposition party that's against the passports. He's not allowed into the, into the National Assembly. I mean, you don't, you don't even have to be smart to see it. You don't even have to be smart to see it. Yeah, exactly, Bruno. They become, and that's why I don't waste my time. That's why I spend my time, an hour, over an hour, encouraging you and letting you know you're not alone. Not only are there a lot of people who do think the way you do, but most importantly, there is a God on our side who has not turned his ear away from us and whose arm is not too short. I want to read a psalm today, a psalm of, of, of rejoicing. Because the, there's no room uh, for defeated talk coming out of the, the mouth of a child of God. Because if you do, then you've basically conceded to the devil. Well, that's it. We tried and they, they kept doing these things and, you know, forget it. I give up. That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to throw in the towel, forget about trying, 
you know, just accept everything. You know what I mean? That's what he wants. Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all people. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the people with equity. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that's in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy. And they will sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and all the people in his truth. We should be praising the Lord, ascribing to him glory and strength and honor. You know. That's right, Bruno. You know, an article came out that that Quebecers are like the most have the most like depression and anxiety. Well, what did you think? With all these r- ridiculous things that they're doing. But we're not subject to those things. Because we're, we serve a God that removes anxiety and removes depression and removes worry. <laughs> Just remember. Let the earth rejoice. Let the sea resound in all that's in it. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. You know, I'm glad we sang that song yesterday. Great in power. Just, you know, serve as a little reminder of who our God is. And instead of declaring everything that's bad... Take some time to declare that the Lord is good, that he is great. Ascribe to him glory and honor. Take the time to do that and see how your mood changes. When you're taking time to give glory to the Lord, you suddenly don't worry too much about other stuff. He'll fill your heart with gladness. He's a good God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for these that are watching. I pray that you bless them. I pray that any kind of fear or worry that might be in their midst, I pray that you remove it now. I pray that you replace any sort of of, of anxiety with with your spirit of joy, with gladness, with thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you that that you are a God that never fails. 
that ascribe to you is glory and strength. Your hand is not too short that you deliver us with your outstretched arm. And all the nations tremble before you. So Father, continue to be with us. Strong as you always have. Because you never fail us. In the name of Jesus. Amen.